Podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. I'm Alana Parker. And we are re-watching every episode of Ali McBeal through 2018 eyes. Eyes that are more woke than 1997 or than 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We hope. Yes, yes, exactly. And today we're looking at season one, episode 14, Body Language. Body Language. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sadly, it's not about Ursula. No, or about Kylie Minogue's oh, yeah. album. Body Language. Read my body, body language. language. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Body Language first aired 2nd of February 1998. February. February, yeah, I think there's a big gap. Yeah, the last episode was the 19th of January. Oh. So there's a big kind of gap. I'm yeah, not sure that why. Is, that does sometimes happen in American TV shows. I'm not sure what's, what happens in their scheduling in the beginning of the years, but I feel like there's some, like a lot of American TV shows have gaps in the beginning of the years for some. I don't know whether they do, I don't know why. I think yeah. there's something that happens in the TV schedules that means there's not enough room to. They're doing Is it like else. pilot season or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But okay. yeah, it's quite common for that to happen. Okay. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. So, uh, the number one single in the UK was Dr. Jones by Aqua. Dr. Jones! Jones, call it Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. My, one of my good friends, um... Wake up now! <laughs> one of my good friends, um, dads, is a doctor, um, not of people, but just of, like, rocks or something, I don't know. Something oh, right, like, you mean, like, he has a PhD? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um, and her surname is James, so I quite often think to myself, Dr. James! <laughs> Dr. James! Um... I don't know why. On... <laughs> know why <laughs> on the uh on a more somber note oh, right. um on the 6th of february 98 mm-hmm. carl wilson of the beach boys died oh. at 51 of oh, lung God. cancer very young number one single in the u.s was together again by janet jackson i love that song <laughs> um 13th of february 1998 Wedding Singer was released. I love in the that US. movie. Yeah, I lo- I don't normally like Adam Sandler movies. No, but, um, I think that was his great. one great film. Yeah, I yeah, think. that's um, a great movie. Great soundtrack. And also, 9th of February, 98, was the 1998 Brit Awards, where... Jerry wore the Union Jack dress. Was I don't that 97? I don't know. No, I've okay. not got that noted down if it was. But The Verve won Best Album for Urban Hymns, all Saints won Best Single and Video for Never Ever Have I Ever Felt So Sad. Right, so shade there about All Saints. I like All Saints. I like All Saints, but that's the... What's it? What, how does it go? The... Did a few I questions that I need to know. <laughs> Did, Did I, I always start, start the fight? fight? Either way, I'm, I'm going, going out of my mind. mind. All, All the answers to my questions I have to find. find. We, um, 
recreated that um, on a recent holiday I had. Oh no, the Union Jack dress was um, 97, not 98. Okay, Sorry. but Stereophonics won British Breakthrough Act. The Full Monty won the best soundtrack slash cast recording. And the thing most pertinent to Ali McBeal World, the best international male solo artist was John Bon Jovi. Oh, I thought you were going to say Barry White. I was like, what? Yeah. No, John Bon Jovi. Okay, fine. Also, one thing I think of note with this episode is that it's the first episode to have co-writers credited with David E. Kelly. Right. So up till now, we've just had David E. Kelly as the writer of of the episodes. uh, Writer's room or anything like that. No, but on this episode, we we have... solely blame David E. Kelly for the penguin. (laughs) And everything else. But for this episode, we have um, the writing partners, Nicole Yorkin and Dawn Prestwich. And their writing partners, they also went on to work on the 2009 sci-fi show Flash Forward. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, first episode to have co-writers. Yeah. So, let's so, dive in. Let's dive in. So, we're open on the garter ceremony of a wedding. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, where the groom pulls off the garter. Yeah, which of, I hate. Yeah, it's well cringe. Um, And... Yeah, like, I've just got a note. Ugh, garter ceremonies. <laughs> um, and Renee and Ali are bridesmaids, it turns out. So I guess this is someone they knew at college, I suppose? Yeah, must be. Um, and they're kind of muttering to each other about it, being like, oh, tell me he's not doing this. And Renee's like, she's letting him. And Ali's like, why does she want to marry him? And then Renee does this side eye and says, she hit 30. Yeah. So they're just talking about, and then Ali says, if I get that desperate, drop a big rock on my head. So they're talking, they're kind of like just snarking on the fact that people will just turn 30 and marry anyone. Yeah, yeah. And then the MC of the wedding is like, okay, single guys, come on up. (laughs) (laughs) Some other thing. Um, Activity, ridiculous activity they have at weddings. And Ali and Renee are talking about how much that they hate weddings and they think it's because they're alone and they're just like really bitter about the entire thing Um, and then there's a drum roll and someone catches the garter and everyone's like this and then they're like talking about how it's basically going to follow like the day is going to follow like a cliched like path now because like soon uh, Renee says soon they're going to play shout and then Ali goes mac the knife and then Renee goes New York New York and I'm like what kind of lame ass weddings are they going to (laughs) if those are the songs on offer like I don't know about the US weddings so much I've been to one but like UK weddings these days certainly aren't like the like weird cheese fest that they were back then like you can generally get because like things like downloading any music ever is yeah. like so easy you can basically tell them the music to exactly what you want yeah like, rather than relying on whatever the dj has yeah so i was like yeah but even back in the 90s i don't think we were playing shout mac the knife or new york new york it was more like Pfft, Wigfield yeah <laughs> Saturday night dance <laughs> things that have dance moves yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Macarena the Macarena yeah <laughs> anyway then the MC moves on to like the bouquet and tossing the bouquet come on single girls this is the moment you've been waiting for catch it and be the next to marry 
and and suddenly like Ali and Renee are suddenly engaged yeah. in the ceremony like oh well we you know mustn't be rude we should I mean, uh, you know make an effort to look like we're enjoying it well, when he says but when the MC says this is a mate you've been waiting for I'm, I'm just I was just like I'm so glad I didn't do this at my wedding <laughs> so glad because I always hated this stupid tradition yes, yeah. of like jostling to like be the next to marry and having that as like the prize yeah. and like it's just it's, ridiculous well it's a load of rubbish anyway like no, but it's like <laughs> it just perpetuates this like myth that all women want to do or is should want married, to do yeah. is get married who's going to be the lucky lady to yeah. catch the bouquet so yeah. I very pointedly refuse to do that at my wedding uh, but um yeah okay. it's ridiculous yes um but yeah, you're right. They start like being like, "Guess we shouldn't be rude." I like, guess not. And they talk about they're talking about how much they hate this part. But then yeah. they're like, you see their feet like clambering over each other as they step forward to yeah. kind of jostle to get a position. Yeah. And um, Ali's going, "Who invents these customs? Who says we want to marry?" And then there's like this gif of Ali like punching an old lady in the teeth. <laughs> And her teeth go like her dentures go flying off into like a punch bowl nearby. Yeah. And uh yeah. Um, and and then they're like, oh just get it over with. And then then it goes into this like slow-mo and the music from like the Ride of the Valkyries music That's it, yeah. comes up like, on. Da, 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 and Ali like pushes the old lady out the way. <laughs> and then Renee, she like puts her hand in Renee's face and yeah, smushes her like... down. And she like <laughs> Jumps over everyone uh, to all, and they all go to the floor. Well, she, 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 like puts her hand in the old lady's face, like pushes her away, yeah. and then she elbows Renee in yeah. like the stomach yeah. or in the boob, I think it is. Yeah. And Renee's like, oh, horrified and in pain, and then like, yeah, Ali's like jumping and she pushes down on these women who and everyone fall down falls to the floor. everyone falls down and then Ali like uses their heads to try and get, get back up. up again and then she kind of propels herself forward yeah. lunges forward and like skids along the floor on her back and catches the bouquet in like her outstretched hand yeah. and is like <sighs> and then you see Renee coming along and just dropping a big rock on her face um, oh and I God. think this is where I need to throw in my Wow, TBH okay. Because right after, right before credits. Yeah. Well, I think so. It was hard for me to know where to throw it in, but basically, this whole subtext that runs throughout the entire episode of no matter what, women just want to get married and men don't. Basically, yeah, that is what I object to because the whole episode just stinks of that. Okay, and it really wound me up when oh, I was watching okay. it, and I didn't know where best to put the objection. The objection. But to be honest, the tone was set it's early on. The whole like, like these women are theme. protesting that they're like, oh, this is ridiculous, this is stupid. Yeah, it's showing that deep down they still really want it. They really buy into and it, and I'm yeah. like, no, no, yeah, no okay. objection. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I so agree. Then we're in titles. And yeah, um, and after we come back from titles, they're, Ali and Renee are at home and, and they're burning the bridesmaids' dresses. So Ali's dress is on the furnace um, in their, in their room, which I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not really safe. Like the toxic no, fumes. No, I don't that, think those that's a safe thing. Dresses to do. did not look like uh, <laughs> natural, natural fibres. fibres. <laughs> but anyway, Ali's like poking it with a like poker, and yeah. it's like that's my last bridesmaids' dress, and I've got a note that says, "Guess what isn't gonna happen." <laughs> And then Renee says, until the next one. Yeah. yeah. And Ali says she'd rather go out in public in pyjamas. And then she says, 
sometimes it feels like we're the only yes. ones not getting married and Renee's like because we are and Ali mentions that she and Georgia are working on a case right now to try and allow a woman to marry a guy who's serving a life sentence he hijacked a plane and blew up two buildings. Yeah, I had a which note I was like, "Ish pre I know. I was like, "Wow, that yeah. is like considering what he did, the way they talk about him, and well, they barely talk about his crime at all. No, and what that was about. Well, like and he's like, serving a life sentence, so he's getting his punishment. Yeah, yeah. and like very kind of like the show doesn't really I, I don't know it's, it's quite very, a throwaway line isn't yeah, it yeah it is like that's the first and I think the last we really hear of why he's in prison for life yeah and it, it is so throwaway and it's very strange and it's amazing that it's that exact crime yeah exactly and I just think it's very strange watching that now in a post 9-11 yeah world yeah it just goes to show just how like the impact yeah. that had because yeah. you wouldn't have that be a throwaway it line never ever be. again no, yeah it carries too much weight yeah exactly um so yeah so that was really weird but yeah. yeah renee was like and yet she still wants to marry him and yeah. ali's like yeah she started writing letters and then talking to him and then renee's like and she hit 30 um, and so then they go into this interesting discussion about why women are so obsessed with marriage, according to Ali. And Renee says that it's because we're brainwashed. The first stories we hear as babies are Snow White and Cinderella. And today it's like the Little Mermaid, Aladdin and Pocahontas and all the stories about being saved by the guy. And then Ali goes, so we're screwed because of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, society as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> like, Disney was Disney's just one element. <laughs> They found, Disney found a way of monetizing that. Yes. But it yeah. was a societal thing. It yeah, because they, they're all thing. folk tales. Yeah. Like, based on old folk tales. Yeah. Like, um... And Renee throws her dress on the fire. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we're at the next scene, and it's the weekly meeting, and Georgia is discussing the, the case that um, Ali mentioned to Renee. Mm. So... Um, she's saying, you know, the Supreme Court defends inmates' right to marry. And Billy's like, yeah, but he's a, a maximum secu security. And George is like, but he's a model prisoner. And he was 20 when he did his crime and things have changed. And Richard's suggesting that John should, John should third chair it. And John says that he would, but he's in <laughs> smile therapy. Um, and everyone's like, what? What the hell is smile therapy? <laughs> and John's like, yes. I won't stay to be disparaged. <laughs> I won't sit here to be disparaged. Yeah. Um, and Rich is like, nobody's disparaging you, but what exactly is smile therapy? And John explains that he's prone to sternness facially. And anecdotal evidence suggests that smiles aren't just inside-out conduct. The inverse applies as well. I smile because I'm happy, and I'm happy because I smile. So then he then sort of smiles really the most creepily. Unnatural looking smile. But it, it comes across as really creepy. It's, and yeah. I know why this is because he played both characters, but the hint, the smile that he does gives him a hint of that like Russian uh, character, bad guy character he played in Ghostbusters 2. Uh, um, yeah. His name? I don't know. Yannick or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I know, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, and yeah, but Ali just looks very like, disturbed. disturbed. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting, actually, because what he's talking about is, like, resting, what what was become sort of known as, uh, certainly for women, is, like, wrist, uh, resting bitch face. Resting bitch face. <laughs> or that. <laughs> resting bitch face, yeah. Which is, uh, 
Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's something in it. Like, you can... I definitely think you should be able to own when you don't feel happy. Like, you shouldn't feel like you have to feel happy all the time, because that's just not human. But there is Mm. something in putting on... Put on a happy face. And, like, that can cheer you up sometimes. Certainly. I'm not talking about, like, proper depression. I'm talking about, like... Oh, yeah. No, I think... Well, I mean, I know... You know, if you're on the phone with someone, if you smile, you can hear the smile yeah. when you're talking. But what he's saying is if you uh, you're, you smile because you're happy, but you can also feel happy because you're smiling. And actually, there is something about the attitude that you decide to conduct your day with can have a compound effect. Because if you decide to conduct your day being like, and this can be an unconscious decision mm. for sure, but if you decide to conduct your day being going around being like, oh, I'm just annoyed with everything, I'm annoyed with everything, then more things happen to annoy you even more. Yeah. Whereas if you go out going, oh, it doesn't matter, oh, it doesn't matter, fine, and let things like, put a positive spin on things more, yeah. that can mean that but you're I more think, likely to... Yeah, but I don't, I think, but that is, that is patterns of thinking yeah that's not i i I don't think i buy his thing of like the physical act of smiling makes you happy Mm, i'm not convinced no No. Uh, but i but it does remind me of that yes that yeah what i was talking about yeah call that like attitudes towards life kind of yeah patterns of thinking I guess is the way I'd put it but yeah I wouldn't say you could reduce it to something that literally just smiling yeah like the physical act of putting on a certain face will make you yeah feel that way I don't I don't think that that is um anyway scientifically sound (laughs) well he does say anecdotal evidence he doesn't say scientific oh okay fair enough um so uh then we're in court and they're having a Ali's having Ali and the opposing counsel are having a sidebar with the judge, um, where they're just arguing like whether the, the merits of this case and whether it should even kind of go ahead. Mm. Um, and Ali's going, you know, people have a right to be married. He's not violent. He just blows things up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And the opposing counsel is like, he's maximum security, and and marriage for those sorts of inmates is restricted. And Ali's like, yeah, but by the least restrictive means to achieve the goal. So why prevent it? And the opposing counsel's argument is that this should be um, something for the superintendent of the prison to decide, not for the court. Yeah. And the judge eventually says that, you know, this guy's a lifer and the judge says that he's an an incurable romantic, but basically he he upholds the superintendent's um, jurisdiction. You know, you'll have to go to him to get agreement. Yeah. So then we're in the bathroom, the unisex bathroom at Cajun Fish, and John and Richard are kind of side by side in the stalls. They're having yes. a stalls kind of scene, which yeah. um, they've started doing more and more, which is fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> for and, me and me alone. <laughs> and John's sort of, and Richard's kind of asked John whether it's worth getting smile therapy for the firm, because John's kind of like, what? And Richard's like, well, if it really can breed happiness, you know, we're not the same after the harassment stuff. So if it helps, why not? then why not? And they both come out at the same time, and John has no trousers on again. Oh, but fuck? Richard doesn't even blink. Like, he's just like, sure. He's like, yeah, um, carry on. And they go to the sinks, and John's like, okay, I'll, I'll set up a session. And Richard was like, we wanted a happy place, right? And John's like, hey, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> and then Richard's like, great, set it up. And then they um, walk, they walk into out. the office. 
And like, and that's when Richard kind of turns to John and is like, uh, John, pants. And John John's turns like, around. Oh, whoops. And walks uh, back into the unisex to get his trousers. Yeah. Isometrics. It's just mad. Anyway. <laughs> but what he calls isometrics, which we found out last episode, is can't be standing still. still. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So then we're in the prison and yes. the Georgia and Ali are talking to the warden and the warden saying, I don't have I don't have discretion and Georgia's saying, but the judge said that you did and the warden says, Well the only exceptions for marriage recognised by the courts are if they had a child, which they don't, or if she was pregnant. And Ali's like season in, she's like, What, would you permit conjugal visits? And the warden's like, No, not if they're not married and never for maximum <laughs> security. And Georgia's like you seem open to finding a way around these rules. Um, and the warden's like, well, I don't like being intransigent, but in prison, rules are everything. Because if you, like, start bending the rules, then it's just chaos. <laughs> um, so then we're in the office, and it's Ali's office. And then we meet um, the woman who's looking to marry this prisoner. Her name is Janie. She's played by a lady called Kathleen Wilhoyt, who's also been in things like ER. Okay. So she's, like, a, quite a well... Uh, used kind of she does a lot of work in TV Shopping and actress, guest, guest yeah. characters and stuff um, and she's saying it isn't fair and Ali's just trying to get to the bottom of why she wants to marry like what's in it for her like what would you get from marrying him that you don't have now there's no inheritance there's no insurance you won't be parents like why why is this so important to you and Janie's like because I love him isn't that enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's when Richard comes in and he says I couldn't help but overhear because I was eavesdropping. <laughs> Lol. But then he says... Uh... Janie, I could be wrong, but the main reason women seek to marry is to basically make it much harder for the man to get away. You latch onto him with legal strings, ball and chain, he's caught. You already have that. He's in prison. He's not going anywhere. He almost literally wears the ball and chain, and not only will he not be having sex with other women, he won't be having it with you. In a sense, you really are married. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> massive face palm. I, uh. Yeah, sure. So, the next <laughs> scene... <laughs> you look really it's, upset. It's just one of those things where it doesn't even make sense for him as a character to go in and say that, because in that case, if she turned around and was like, oh, Richard, you're right, they lose business. Yeah. Like, I know. so it's just like... That's true, actually. I don't understand that. why Richard... It's that thing of, like, David E. Kelly, were you just trying to get your little point across? Or was <laughs> like... it David? Because this is the first time we've had extra writers, so yeah. was it him? I don't know. Or them. Yeah. The girls. Yeah. Girls. Girls. <laughs> Ladies. Your Women. Ladies. Women. Women writers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Then we're in the bar, and Vonda is singing Don't by Don't. Elvis. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the words. Uh, it, it's uh, great. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, but basically, Richard, Georgia, Ali, and Billy are at a table. That's what you say. That's what it Each is. Each time. Yeah. That but, I hold 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and Billy is saying, and she didn't buy it, what woman falls for a prisoner? Um, and George is saying, we need a judge or the warden to understand, but they react like Billy. And Ali's saying, well, actually, so do I. Like, I don't get it. The guy's serving um, life. And at that point, Richard's like, oh my God, because he's seen something across yeah. the room. And Billy's like, what? And he's like, there, bar, her. <laughs> And then Billy's like, is that really her? And obviously they've seen someone that's yeah. like semi-famous or something. Yeah. And Richard's like, I heard she's at town. And Ali's like, she's in a bar. And Billy's going, where are you going? And Richard's saying, it's Janet Reno. Like, I'm just going to sit here. And he leaves. Yeah. Um, so uh, Janet Reno, for those who don't know, was an actual woman. Like, she was the yes. actual attorney general at the time. However, in this show, she's played by an actress who looks a tiny bit like her. So it's not actual Janet Reno. Oh, is it not? No. Oh. Let me... Yeah. I I it's played it. by a lady called Linda Geringa, who is in... She was Vicky's mum in American Pie. <laughs> Ah, so it wasn't the real Janet no. Reno. Okay. Um, so Richard leaves to go over to her, and George is like, oh, God, help us now. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's just gone over there to just start... Well, well we, don't, we don't know why he's gone no. over there at this point. We think he's just like, he oh, just it's a famous he, woman. Yeah, I'm world. a big admirer. Yeah. But he... he so we, we see him go up to her and say that. So, hi, uh, Ms. Reno, um, my name's Richard Fish. I'm a big admirer, you've no idea. And he says, can I ask you to dance? And then he goes wait, what's that on your... There's oh. some soot or something. Just here, I can get it. And then he starts Touching rubbing his, the side yeah. of his finger on her neck the way he does with, like, women he's attracted to. So, like, Whipper, we've seen yeah. him do it with. Yeah. And then Billy goes, he's, he's fingering, fingering her wattle. <laughs> and I'm like, don't say fingering her wattle. <laughs> you know, like how Annie said, don't say penis, really. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, please never say that again. But then George is like, he's hitting on the Attorney General. And they're, and they're all... both like, got all gobsmacked yeah. that this is happening. And he's still going, he's like, you know, he's like rubbing it on, he's like, a little smudge, I can get it. And Janet Reno's like, have you got it? You're tickling me. Yeah. <laughs> like, almost, almost. And then Whipper comes in, yeah. and there's this big zoom. And she Georgia... Yeah, she immediately spots Richard and... Janet Reno and, and Georgia and Ali are like oh my god because they've realised that Whipper's come in and then Whipper approaches Richard and Janet Reno and at this at this point Richard stopped fingering her wattle yes. and it's just having like a conversation trying to impress her yeah um, and then Richard uh, well Whipper like walks over well first we, we get yeah Whipper walks over and she overhears Richard's like conversation something about the president or whatever yeah well um, she she has like a face like thunder thunder and yeah. then we hear Vonda go don't and then Richard's like Whipper Janet Reno this is Whipper judge attorney general isn't this great and then Whipper snatches Richard's finger and goes and this is the special prosecutor yeah yeah <laughs> and Richard's yeah. like funny bygones spritzer and Whipper just grabs him and leads, leads him, him off away, and Billy's yeah. like he's gonna get it now and George is like well he should get it yeah and then we cut back to Richard and Whipper and Richard's like oh I was just talking to her because she's the attorney, attorney general and like for the firm and and Whipper's like I'm sure your business was firm I'm not interested in explanations and Ali's like uh oh because she's watching them and she's like I know that 
body language and we get the beginning of the dumper truck gift Um, and Richard then is sort of excusing himself with Whipper like oh like I'd hit on somebody who could have the FBI and then Whipper's like stop yammering for one second and Ali's like stick a fork in him and then Whipper goes you're done we're done see ya and then the dumper dumper truck like dumps Richard yeah (laughs) you see like a little Richard be like oh (laughs) he's like dumped into the the truck and And, like uh, Whipper kind of storms off yeah Poor Whipper. And Ali's like, told ya. And Um, then you see, before the scene ends, Janet Reno's being chatted up by the twins. And you also see uh, sort of Richard look a bit sort of stumped. Like he doesn't quite know what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he should have thought about that before he started getting the special prosecutor out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Ali and Renee in the next scene are in their kitchen and Renee's like, I understand why she broke up with him. Well, what I don't get is why you want to move to Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> and Ali's like, everything is neutral in Switzerland. Even emotionally, they drink cocoa, they work in banks, they lead nice lives until they die, They decide to shoot themselves. <laughs> it's like, it's a really weird, like, stereotype she's decided, yeah. like, that Switzerland is, would be just emotionally neutral everywhere like I know really weird and then Renee points out that she's just taking someone else's relationship demise as like personally Personally, yeah but then Renee leaves by saying goodnight to the blow up doll which they've named David she like bends over and is like see you tonight David and says because like gives him a kiss and like walks out it's so weird I'm just like there's suddenly a blow up doll like a a like man blow up doll have we not like, seen that before no oh I thought we'd I, thought, no. I just assumed we'd seen it before I'm conflating no. future episodes I think yeah, this is the first time we see this blow up doll that's in this like Hawaiian shirt and it's and a got straw like hat. a straw hat on it's sat they've in the called lobby. it David yeah <laughs> and like like she proper kisses it on the lips and is like see you tonight David it's just like oh this is creepy they yeah. share a blow up doll this is not Good. I don't think it's a sex blow-up doll. Well, I don't know. Well, because it just looks like a like a, a inflatable Something they doll. hug. Yeah, I don't know. I still find that weird. It is and weird. Creepy. Anyway, so then we're in um, Richard's office, and John is <laughs> counselling Richard because he's saying this is where the smile is most effective when you're upset, and Richard's like, I don't want to smile, and puts his head on his desk, <laughs> and John's like. Just, just try a small one. And Richard's like, Whipper dumped me last night. I'm not smiling. If that troubles you, go stand on a railroad track and take a moment. <laughs> and then John smiles in a really creepy way. It did uh, make me laugh. But anyway, um, he says, that remark troubles me and this is how you use the smile to deal with upset. And Richard goes, you're a cracker! <laughs> and he's like, unacceptable. Still like smiling, smiling inanely. Yeah. yeah. And then... In the, uh, we're still in the office, but um, Ali's following Richard into the unisex, and she's like, Richard, she's trying to sort of give him some counsel as well, and Richard's like, not now, and um, Ali's trying to explain to him that she has right a right to be angry, you were having relations with a woman's neck, how is she not supposed to feel betrayed? And Richard's like, it was nothing, it was just a pretty throat, and mm-hmm. Ali's saying, if you want Whipper back, you cannot deny what happened, why don't you try calling her? And Richard's saying he can't because her machine says if I come near her, she'll follow a restraining order. order. (laughs) So Annie then offers to talk to her on Richard's behalf. And this is where 
she has to take it too far because it's fine to give Richard friendly advice, but don't just insert yourself. It's like, like, why does she feel that she has to... Well, I mean, I she's got an invested. It... She's got an investment in their relationship. Like, just leave them I to mean, it. I mean, I find it weird that she feels the need to give him unsolicited advice anyway. Like, yeah. he's, you know, if someone just started... If I was going through... If I'd just broken up with someone and someone just started telling me their opinion about why and How what I sort and it out. Yeah. yeah i'd just be like i'm sorry who asked you like i'm yeah. not interested like if i want your opinion i'll ask stop chasing me into the toilet yeah. to give me your advice it's like, not like last time they had a problem and it was partly ali's fault so yeah. she felt obligated to like try and repair the damage that she sort mm. of caused yeah but this time it had literally nothing, nothing to do with to her. Do with she her. didn't encourage Richard to go and speak to Janet Reno. She no. didn't. She, just know, she wasn't was responsible a witness. for Whipper being there. No, yeah. she was just a witness. And yeah. so now she feels like, well, here's where you went wrong and here's how you can correct it. And so I like, let me. It for you? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, fuck. Just don't do some work, Ali. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so elsewhere in the office, um, Georgia and Billy are meeting with Janie. And Cheney's come in to tell uh, them that basically... Uh, I thought you called her Cheney there. I said Janie. Yeah, but then you went Cheney. Janie. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, let's not bring him back into it. Um, so, so Janie. yeah, Janie's come into the office to basically explain that her... I don't know if we've had his name yet, but her, like, fiancé, I suppose, yeah. is now in solitary confinement because he picked up a trash can and threw it at the warden. Um, so she can't even visit him anymore. And Janie's really upset. Ali kind of joins them while she's explaining all of this. And she's yes. like, why can't he be married? What state interest could it serve? He's throwing trash cans today and he wasn't before. Yeah. Can't we argue that the marriage would be good for the inmate and therefore the states? Yeah. Um, and George is like, well, we tried. but And Billy says, we could go back to court. And George is like, well, with, new, with what new evidence? A trash can? And Billy's like, Judge Smart is all mood. Some days it's yes and others it's no. And why is Billy always, like, the judge whisperer? Like, <laughs> he's always the one that, like, knows what the judge's... Yes. No, like, like, their MOs are. Yes. Like, because he's like, oh, with Boyle it's like this. With this judge it's like this. Yes. He's always the one that has the, like, intel on what yes. the judges are like. Yeah. And I wonder how that's the case because he's not that he's not any older than any of the other no, more experienced no, than any of the others no anyway so Janie's like oh please can you just go again um, and then whilst they're talking Ali notices John from across the uh, office. office and she sort of excuses herself and runs up to him and says um, and asks him about smile therapy and says do they discuss how it works the other way so instead of how it makes you feel how it makes the other person feel um, and he's sort of confused, like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, smiling, flirting, that kind of thing, using it to negotiate, to get what you want. And John's like, that skill is innate to every woman, isn't it? Yeah, and this is my... Because I was just like, where did that come from, for a start? Because mm. it's quite a snarky comment to throw back at your female colleague. Yeah. And also making out, like, women are manipulative. It's just... And in a way that men aren't. Like, yeah. men definitely do that as well. Yeah, it's Like, called, men are charming. It's, it's called charm. Yeah. That's what it is. It's called charm. Yeah. And both gen both sexes use it. Yeah. So, get off your high horse about women being especially good at it. 
there are plenty of men that are very good oh, at it sure. as well. Like it's this yeah, charming it's man. just called charm. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, it was that was weird. I yeah, and, and also especially as he didn't know why she was asking, so he had no reason to be like snarky about it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then the scene ends after that comment, which I thought felt strange. Um, yeah, and we're in Whipper's chambers, and Whipper's talking to Ali, and they're kind of having a bit of a heart to heart, which I actually. Aside from the fact that Ali shouldn't really be there, I do like Whipper and Ali's friendship when yes. we get to see it. Yeah. So Whipper says is saying about how you know it might seem silly um, because if it were basically what she's saying is that with anyone else it would just be like oh they're touching a neck, but because it's Richard's fetish when he touches a neck, it's no different than kissing. It's actually worse. I um, mean, I, I I mean obviously like. Yes, it is. It takes on more meaning yes. because it is a fetish. But touching someone else's neck is an intimate act to yes. do. Yes, I think a neck is really intimate. But I think I think the way he was doing it around, I feel like it's only intimate if both people are in that kind of intimate headspace. If you're literally just like, oh, you've got some soot on your neck, let me just yes. get it off. Yeah, and you know that the person doing that finds that sexually arousing yes, that, yes. but the other person doesn't, doesn't. it wouldn't be the same as if no, you were like, no. in the throes of like looking at yes, each other adoringly yes, yes, yes. Um, but anyway but then Annie tries to make the argument on Richard's behalf why I don't know that if it's a fetish then surely that just means he has less control than other men over it and Whipper said I thought of that but actually it hurts more just because it's Janet Reno and Ali's like, and I was Why? like, really? <laughs> yeah. And Whipper's like, well, I'm prepared to see him smitten with a pretty model or a young beauty, but Janet is smart and powerful. And I've just got a note that says, Jesus Christ, this conversation, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so Ali's like, you see her as a threat, and then she's like, do you have? any idea how beautiful you are and Whipper's like look just between you and me and this doesn't leave this room yeah he's been making excuses not to go to bed when I go and Ali's like do you think he's avoiding having sex with you and Whipper's like no but a few times I've caught him watching CNN or C-SPAN when she's on and once she was on Nightline <laughs> and I can't be sure but I think he was touching himself. He's got something for that woman. woman. <laughs> and and Ali like, looks shocked. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Just this conversation just really depressed me. Because I was like, Whipper... It upset me that she was like, oh, I'd be fine with it if it was like some hot model. I'm like, why? Yeah, why? You yeah, shouldn't be fine with it, it anyway. Yeah, if you've accepted that it's the fact that he's doing it and know he finds it sexually arousing, like, that should just be hurtful for yeah. stop. Yeah. But also that kind of thing of like, oh, well, I understand why he'd do that because obviously they're better than me because they're young and hot. Yeah. But I'm like, it's but like, you're uh, hot. You're part powerful. You're smart. Yeah. You're like, yeah. You're like, you're whipper. You're you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, for God's sake. And also, and also, I, I just, I don't know. Like, this whole thing is odd and I didn't like it. <laughs> It was just sad to me to see someone who I, the char a character that I think is something to aspire Admire, to, yeah. be so insecure about herself. Be, yeah. And, and, way, and, and be so kind of happy to, to settle for scraps from someone, mm. to be like, 
oh, I'd find it, I'd forgive it if it was, like, hot young person. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could brush that away. You don't have to forgive away. anything. Yeah, it's like, uh, why, why is that something you need to be, why is someone doing, like, you deserve more than someone that will just get off with the next hot young thing that comes along. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so the next scene is in the office and Richard is apologising to John because he snaps at him before. Um, and John makes the point that, you know, Richard's had trouble with Whipper before, but he's never been mean. Mm. And, and Richard's like, well, but this time we actually broke up. And he's, he says, you know, a couple with commitment issues doesn't try again without agreeing on one thing. And John was like, answers the question. He's like, marriage. Yeah. So basically, uh, Richard is is being like, well, I think the only way we can move forward together is if I agree to marriage in the future, basically. Yeah. With her. Yeah, and, and he doesn't know how to... Uh, John's saying, if you want her back, go to her. And Richard's like, right now, I don't know how. And John says, I'll show, I'll show you. you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so then we're in Annie's lounge, and Jamie is saying, your strategy is flirting. Um, <laughs> and Annie's like, kind of. And then Renee butts in saying, don't you think Georgia should do it? <laughs> yeah, and Ali's like, why? And Renee's like, well, she smiles. And Ali's like, I smile. <laughs> and, and Renee's like, Ali, you have a natural pout. And Ali's like, I have pouty lips. I don't pout. I have a radiant smile. Just because I don't smile. smile all the time. I have an infectious smile. And Jamie's like, I know, I've seen it. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. <laughs> but anyway, then Jamie's like, look. Ali, you didn't bring me here to argue about your smiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ali basically says, I know you you love him, but is there anything I can say to the judge that that would... Convince, convince him. him? Yeah. And, I mean, and then she says, do you really need that piece of paper, that marriage certificate? And Janie's like, maybe not, but I want it. And then Ali's like, but why? And Janie says, when I make that vow to love him forever, I want it recognised not just by us, but by our families and the world. And Ali says, but you can't physically be with him. And Jamie's like, why do people say that? Emotionally, I sit at my piano and I sing to him every night. So what if he's not there? And that's when Renee pipes up again and says, she sings to someone non-existent. <laughs> um, Good night, my someone. And Jamie's like, oh, do you do you sing that? And Ali's like, oh, well, it's just like a, a substitute, you know, like a placeholder song until yeah. I meet someone real. And what do you sing? And Jamie says, for your love. And Ali's like, oh my God. And she points to her piano and is like, yes. would you mind playing it? And Janie sits down at the piano and starts playing For Your Love. And oh, I, she's got such lovely. a beautiful yeah. voice. Yeah, Such really a lovely good. voice. For your love I would do anything I would do anything For your love um, Then we cut back to the unisex and Richard and John are staring in the mirror and John's basically giving him a uh, masterclass in hearing the bells. Prepping, yeah. So he's saying, I, you stand with your feet shoulder width apart and I see myself. And Richard goes, it's a cheat using the mirror. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> and John goes, I see myself first as I am, then how I want to be. Then I hear the bells. And Richard's like, bells? And he's like, tolling for me. And they feel me. 
watch. And then <laughs> the bells happen. And you see him kind of swell. And John's like, did you see me change? And Richard's like, some. And John's like, why don't you try it? Look at yourself, see yourself talking to Whipper winningly. And then Richard stands in front and like pushes himself up. We just hear this like cowbell. <laughs> Yeah, I really wasn't sure how to describe it, but yeah, it's a cowbell. cowbell, yeah. And he's like, I'm not quite, like, um, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, keep staring, and when you feel it, go to her. And then we hear the cowbell again. Uh, again, <laughs> but it just carries on and it continues in time with the piano that we then fade into from Janie. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Um, and so we cut back to Ali's apartment, and Renee is joined in on the singing. <laughs> obviously, of course she does. song sung by two really great singers and what makes just... me laugh is originally when that scene started i was like why are they at ali's apartment it feels weird to have a meeting there but i was now i realize it's because they wanted her to sing and yeah couldn't sing in the office, in the office. there's no piano no also it'd be weird for renee to be there otherwise. exactly yeah and they yeah. wanted renee, to be, renee to, to be able to sing but yeah uh, ali is kind of slow dancing with a blow-up doll david yes let's so give him a name that's very <laughs> odd Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then we're in the office and Elaine is giving Ali some advice. And he sa she says, whatever he says, laugh. Men love to be funny, except in bed. And touch his arm whenever. And in a pinch, allude to not wearing any underwear. <laughs> and Ali's like, I won't be in that pinch. And Elaine goes, are you sure that Georgia shouldn't do this? <laughs> and Ali's like, I smile. And then Jamie comes along. Yeah. Um, because she's like, Ali, I couldn't just sit and wait. And then says she thinks she's ovulating. Yeah. And Ali was like, I'll be back in an hour. Maybe wait here. And then she said, and then she says, did you say you were ovulating? And Georgia's like, Georgia comes up and is like, what's, what's up? up? And Elaine's like, the client's in heat. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elaine sees Richard go and then she says that he's off to woo Whipper. And then she's like, it's an exciting day. And she flaps her hands like in <laughs> <Yeah>. excitement. <laughs> and can I just note that Georgia is wearing that gorgeous like pale pink um, like that suit, don't you? skirt suit that looks so good on her. It's yeah. such a great colour on her. Anyway. It doesn't help with her comparison to Barbie. I no, it doesn't. Imagine. But she looks glorious in it. Yeah. I love it. So then we're at the judge's office and Ali is on her own in there at the moment because she's obviously waiting for the judge to come in and she's kind of looking at things she's on like, and she's like laughing to herself to like get into flirt mode. Yeah, she's like practicing <laughs> like seductive laughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the judge comes in and he's like, hello. And Ali's like, oh, thank you for taking the time out to see me. And she's being really flirty and she like, he shakes her <laughs> hand and she doesn't let go of it. And he's like, oh, I'll be needing that. 
And she's like, what? And he's like, my hand. And she kind of slaps him and goes, oh, that's a good one. I'll, I'll be, be needing, needing that. that. <laughs> and then she picks up a picture of, that's on his desk. And she's like, this must be a picture of your children. They're so cute. This older one is so handsome. He must have daddy's genes. And the judge's like, he's adopted. <laughs> and Ali's like, and your wife? And the judge is like, you're flirting. Like, yeah, I'm really unimpressed. <laughs> and she's like, I um, am. Yeah. <laughs> And like she stops. completely drops she the like pretense. Completely stops. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, here's the thing. Without bringing up marriage, I'm asking for a court order to allow my client's fiance to make sperm deposits. And the judge is like, I'm what? sorry, what? <laughs> and Ali's like, it's not unprecedented for prisoners to make deposits into sperm banks. The exception is that my client would be the bank. And if she got pregnant, that could mean they would be married. And judge was like, almost impressed. He's like, thought of that and Ali's like me you said you were a romantic this allows for a romantic end without defying the superintendent so mm. it's quite good loophole she's good found, loophole she's yeah. found. Yeah. but I wonder at what point she thought up this plan because she was intending to go to the judge to be flirty and it, but it wasn't until Janie came into came the in office to say that, that morning. she was ovulating that Ali obviously came up with this particular yes. baby plan. Yeah. And well, I think but it, I'm, so I'm like, what was she going in to flirt with the judge with before that was I think thing? I think it would have it would have just been flirting and trying again with the same argument. The same argument. That, yeah. And right. I think somewhere along the way between the office and his sort of chambers she's come up with this other request. Also, I don't think I'd be brazen enough to take it to the judge before I'd got my client to sign off on it. Because it's quite a risk, yeah. as we find out. Because she's got to then go, what if What if Janie's like, I don't want to, I'm not, that's not how I want to get pregnant. Well, I mean, I think, uh, in a way, maybe she's thinking like, I don't want to get her hopes up. Because if it's something that she likes, then... The judge might say no. The, the judge might say no. Yeah. Whereas if it's something that she's not able to do anyway, I just won't put that yeah. proposition to I guess her. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next scene, Richard is in Whipper's office. Whipper has allowed Richard to see her, and she's wearing a turtleneck, which takes Richard by surprise because he's apparently <laughs> never seen her in a turtleneck. And Whipper said, "I decided not to take chances." Yeah. And then Richard goes. Well, yeah, that's why Whipper then goes, well, you, you left out my eyes. And he's like, oh, oops. And, and she the bells, stands. the bells continue. Yeah, and she stands and walks towards him. And she's like, and you left out my lips and my soft, soft Midas touch hands and my thighs. And most of all, Nikki, you left out my knees. And, and she, she knees him. Knees him and you just hear the bells going, <laughs> boing, 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 boing. Like the end of that piece of music is just a series of the bells tolling. 
And uh, I'm just like, yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what he thought All he was going to get from that piece of shit speech, I don't know. She's more than all of those things. She's an absolute goddess in every aspect. And I'm not talking about her physical appearance. No, she's smart. She's funny. Like, I just... um, Oh, Richard, like, this was not the way to go. And Whipper told you where to go. Exactly. So, yeah. So then we're back in the office and Janie is reacting to uh, Ali telling her, I guess, what she's agreed with the judge is possible. Yeah. Um, and Janie's kind of a bit stunned. She's like, I know I should be happy, but I, I'm still stunned. And yes. George is like, me too. <laughs> um, and Ali's like, it only obviously works if you want children. And Janie's like, I do, but how does it, how do I get you know, how does this work? And Ali's like, well, basically, we give them a cup and some privacy and you wait with a turkey baster. And since you're ovulating, there is a chance. And if you conceive, then you would qualify to marry him. And Janie's like, okay, I need to speak to Michael. That's his name. Yeah. And Ali's like, ah, well, there's a snafu there because he's in solitary, so he can only see his lawyers. And Janie's like, hang on. So I can't contact him, but I can get pregnant by him. And Ali's like, this is why I'm in law. Nuance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Elaine enters. (laughs) And she's like, hot baths will kill your eggs. Breathe deeply as well. Stress can be a prohibitor. And they're kind of ushering Janie off to a fertility clinic whilst Georgia um, and Ali Ali go see my... Or daddy, as she calls him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was crazy. Um, But then in the hallway, Billy is reacting to this new plan. What it's got to do with him, I don't know. But he says, this is insane. (laughs) And Ali's like, our job is distorting the law. And then she goes, should we bring a magazine? And Billy's like, you're going to hand him Tupperware? And then Ali's like, but metal isn't allowed. Plastic plastic is okay. okay. And Elaine goes, who gets to burn Oh, gross. I don't even know what that is. Um, and George is like why does this bother you and Billy's like it doesn't but prisoners rights aside there should be limits and this is this is nuts anyway then Richard enters and comes out of the elevator gingerly which is yeah sort of hobbling (laughs) from still being like in pain from being need as he should be yeah so then we're at the prison and Ali and Georgia are breaking the news to Michael this time about this is the this plan. This plan, yeah. Um, and Michael is kind of like, I don't, this is not a reason for a child. To um, be brought into the no. world, which I agree, Michael. I do agree, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Georgia says, but Janie says that you both want a child anyway. Um, and then Michael's saying he's not great under pressure. <laughs> and Ali's like, there's no time limit. You can take reading material periodicals with pictures might help. <laughs> Thank you, Ali, for then, teaching him how to masturbate. I'm sure he has never done that before. <laughs> and he just thinks the whole thing's crazy, but he's seeming to accept it. And then he says, this might seem untoward, but before I go back, would you stand back and let me look at you? And both of them are like, I will most certainly will not. <laughs> and Ali ends by being like, I think you should think of Janie. <laughs> Uh, right we're in the unisex next and John Richard and Elaine are in stalls one the camera kind of pans in that order yeah Um, and they're having a discussion obviously and John says it was perhaps wrong to objectify her and I'm like you think (laughs) very astute there John (laughs) Um, and Elaine's like did you mention her hair and Richard was like a river 
An untamed um, river. It's so damn confusing. And then they all come out in unison, like almost like choreographed, because um, they sort of turn to shut the door the same way. <laughs> yeah. And they all walk in a line back to the um, sinks. So it's like a really carefully planned yes, scene, like yes, marked out scene. Yeah. Um, but John says, you know, wasn't it stupid to go there and praise her breasts? <laughs> Richard was like, and then Richard says, Ugh. if she's beautiful, you say smart. If she's smart, you say beautiful. Whip as a judge, a legal scholar. She wants her breasts praised. Richard goes, John, there's one thing I know, it's women. And I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Looks like you know nothing, Richard, because you don't know women. Well, Elaine says then, women want commitment. And Richard says, that's an overused generalisation. What does that say of women? And Elaine's like, that they prefer monogamy, unlike men who procreate with anything. And I'm like, no, God, this is so problematic. Uh, and this, this kind of harks back to my objection. Yeah, that kind I'm just of. Like, this view of the world and of the different sexes. Well, it's very women, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, yeah. isn't it? It's that. And um, Richard being like, exactly, you said it, not me. Don't call me chauvinistic. Yeah, and then he kind of leaves. Uh, and and then Elaine goes to stand by John and goes, he has problems by looking at Richard and John like nods and takes a moment, moment and yeah. Elaine leaves. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this conversation was problematic but yes. I did enjoy the choreography <laughs> um, so then we're back at prison and the warden Ali's breaking news to the warden and the warden's like you must be feeling ingenious and Ali's like you know they love each other are you that cynical you aren't about the best people so maybe you should get out more and the warden's like he's never getting out <laughs> and Georgia says are you married Mr Yorkin and the warden says I love my wife but I live with her but these people, two people, live in totally separate worlds. And Ali's like, why do you have, why does it have to make sense? Does any marriage make sense? They love each other. It's not just enough, it's everything. And then the warden, like, hands out his hand and is like, give it to me. And they give him the Playboy the, the and the cup. Away, yeah. <laughs> and then we get Vonda singing For Your Love. love. Yeah. And then we see, we're still in the prison, but um, Ali and Georgia are on a bench somewhere, like, waiting for this deed to happen yeah um and Annie says when you were in law school did you ever daydream of doing a big murder trial yeah did you ever daydream about becoming a judge sometimes did you ever wonder about sitting in a prison waiting for a warden to come springing out with a cup of semen my dad always said education will take you anywhere you want to go <laughs> that's exactly um, and that's the point at which the warden says alright ladies your client's basically done it here you go and <laughs> he sort of hands out the Tupperware yeah. and Ali's like great take it and George's like you take it and Ali just takes out her mobile phone and is like I'm on the phone <laughs> take it's it so, it's so funny there's clearly like no one on the phone mobile. she's like I'm just on the phone you take it <laughs> She's clearly not on the phone. It's hilarious. So Georgia sort of reluctantly yeah. takes the Tupperware out uh, from the uh, Mr. Yorkin. Yeah. And then when they're in the car on the way back, Ali's driving and she's driving while she's, she's driving on the phone. She's driving while she's on the phone. Yeah. So she actually is on the phone this time because she's saying we'll be there in 20 minutes without traffic. We're hurrying. And jo that's when Georgia's like, ah, oh, you've gone the wrong way. You should have gone left. And Ali's like, ah, oh, shit, damn it. And then she's like, she was obviously on the phone to Jamie because she's saying, not you. And she's like, just relax and ovulate. And she puts the phone down. Um, <laughs> and then she says to Georgia, how do you feel about one-way streets? And so they decide <laughs> to go down a one-way street the wrong, wrong way. way. 
right. eat because she's missed her turning and then they just hear a siren <laughs> and George is like just relax Clover relax um then we cut to a small scene of Richard waiting in Whipper's office and the guard is saying she's going to be in, in session for a while and Richard's like, don't worry, I'll wait. And then we cut back to, to Ali, and, Ali Georgia. And, and Georgia in the, well, they've been pulled over. Yeah, by and the police. And the police <laughs> come to her window and uh, she's like, hello, officer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, and she's like, I want, you're wondering why I went down a one way. I was going one way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, have, have you been, been drinking, drinking? ma'am? <laughs> And he's like, no. And then he spots the container on the dashboard. Why they've decided to keep it there, I don't know. I don't know. But Ali's like, um, and he's like, can I see the container? And Ali's like, she picks it up and she's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, even if I have been drinking, I promise it wasn't from me. <laughs> I mean, none of this is making her sound any more innocent. So, um, so he's like, the police is like, look, you need to step out now, both out of, of the you, car, and give me the container. And Ali's like, I really think we should focus on that one way. <laughs> and he's like, out now or I arrest you, just give it to me. Yeah. So she reluctantly gives it to them and they open it and they sniff it and it's a man and yeah. he hands it to another man to sniff No, 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 it. hands it to a female officer. No, no, there are two men sniffing it at first. There are three officers. No, there's two. There's three. There's two. A man and a woman. I've written men sniff it. No, well, it's there's only one, I oh, promise okay. you. Right. I did think three was a bit overkill for like one one way street. Okay, so a man sniffs it and he's like, oh, I can't tell what it is. What is it? And like George and Ali are just like, they look disgusted. And he, like, he hands I, it to the female police officer and, and she, she sniffs, sniffs it. it. And there's this ding, 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 ding. Because <laughs> she knows immediately what it is. And then he's like, what is it? And she's like, let's put it this way everything a man truly has to offer a woman is in that cup. <laughs> Just oh, like God. a really, again, it feeds into that thing of like women just want babies and yeah. marriage and yeah, that's yeah. all men are good for. Like, and men don't want any of that. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um. Then we're back at the office and there's another weird little scene where John has roped in Elaine and Billy to his inaugural smile therapy session. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they're both sat side by side on in a one sofa. Of the yeah smiling unnaturally and John is pacing up and down giving them instructions saying the cheek should reach for your eyes and Billy's like it's ridiculous and then he's like it can cause wrinkles like with yeah. her face in this like contorted frozen smile. in this smile yeah and then we're back in uh Whipper's chambers yes. and Whipper comes in yes she comes in and she's like oh you came back for the other knee yeah and Richard's like, hey, you kissed another man not too long ago, Cheney, in the restaurant. But he says, let's not point fingers. Whipper says, don't compare it to Janet Reno. And Richard's like, this is about you and me. And Whipper's like, damn right, you and me. And Richard's like, here I am. Let's deal with it, you and me. And Richard's, uh, Whip, then Whipper's like, your deal. So yeah. they're like, decided to like, confront each other. Then we go back to Janie at the clinic. Um, and George, they got there with this, stuff and George is like you've changed your mind yeah and it turns out that Jamie hasn't changed her mind about marriage Marrying him. Um, but she and she does want a child with him but she's decided that harvesting a child just to circumvent the rules is perverse and that's I agree with that to be honest yeah what I love um, is that Ali's like do you know what we've been through we've yeah. almost arrested <laughs> and it's that thing I was like don't 
pressure someone into having a baby. It's like, you came up with this crackpot scheme. (laughs) Doesn't mean she has to go along with it. And Georgia makes the point, like, I understand why you might be undecided, but we do need to decide one or the other because this stuff is not going to stay fresh. And Janie basically takes it off them and flushes it down the sink. Yeah. And Annie goes, I'm moving to Switzerland. <laughs> um, and then Georgia says, could have at least given it to that woman cop. Yeah. And I was like, why? Because why the do woman you think- said that it was everything that any woman, anything that a man has to offer a woman. So she seemed to be like a fan of what was in the car. <laughs> I'm just a fan of general semen. Like, if you've got any, general semen. bring it my way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was obviously joking. The nurse comes in just after she flushes it down the sink with the warden and says, I'm really sorry, but he said it was urgent. And they turn to sort of Mr. Yorkin and the warden's like, oh my God, have you done it yet? And they're like, no, Janie decided not to. And the warden was like, thank God, because they came to tell you that you didn't need to. And Janie's like, sorry excuse me, and the warden says, I was having a little think about marriage <laughs> and right things, and, think I de- a dink. <laughs> and I've decided in my discretion to let you marry Michael. And Janie's like, really? Oh my God, this is amazing. This is what thank I wanted. You, thank, thank you, thank you so yeah. much. And she hugs him. And he's sort of like, you know, there'll be, uh, for security, you can only have 10 guests and, you know, um, and you should really thank Annie and Georgia because they're the people that convince me. And Janie's like, oh my God, I, can't, I don't know what to say. And then she says, will you be my bridesmaid? And Georgia is really touched. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, oh, really? And then oh, Annie's oh, face just like, turns to frozen <laughs> in horror. <laughs> she's yeah. like, ah. And then she says, oh, it's just that I made a bet that I'd never, ever, ever be a bridesmaid again, ever. And Georgia like thumps her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, but sure. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's such it a was funny, funny moment. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, so we're back in Whipper's chambers and Richard says, You're a bit of a liar, Whipper. I've been the honest one on this. Oh, I'm a liar. Maybe that's too strong. Let's say truthfully challenged. No, go ahead. Smack me with a fishism. I'll hit you right between the eyes. Three weeks into this relationship, remember what you said? Part of what you liked in me is that I wouldn't stick. It was you who didn't want to be cluttered down. Have you forgotten that? The detail you're forgetting is that we both fell in love after that, Richard. If two people prioritized space and fun and freedom, that's fine. But when they fall in love and still do that, it's, it's pathetic. And I'm just like, is it? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it depends on what you mean by this, space, fun and freedom. So, like, I yeah. mean, this idea that you're no longer allowed to do what you want. But it's, so the thing that she's upset about is that Richard won't get married to her because that's mm. what they keep coming back to. Yeah. And this is part of my objection. It's like, why have they got this amazing character, Whipper, to also chase after this bullshit narrative yeah. that all women want to do is be married? married? Because if they Especially are happy as, as a she... couple and they're happy the way things are, there's nothing that says that you need and to get married. And she said in previous episodes that she's been married before. Yeah. So why would she feel the need to get married again? It's like they they feel like they're not properly committed unless they're married. They're married, which I don't understand. Through today's eyes, I don't get that logic. No, no. I can understand if you want to get married, if you want to make a statement in front of your... Like Janie's saying, yeah. I want in front of the world, in front of my family, my friends to say... But you get the We're impression uh, with Whipper that it's she wants to get married so she feels safe and secure in the, in relationship, the relationship, which is, is not, not a reason to get, get married. married. Yeah, yeah, 
it's just, uh, I just, it upsets me this arc that they're putting her through, this yes. character. Yes. And then she goes, Then I will tell you, you are right about me being a liar. You're right. I am gifted when it comes to lying about myself or pretending. And you know what? I can still do that. That's fine. If you want to keep withholding and stay all back and protected, fine. Go ahead and do that, Richard. But I will not have you disrespect me. Which is fair enough. Yeah, I um, think that is fair. Yeah, um, and that's a slightly different argument than whether you want to... If you're in love and you still want to not have fun and freedom, that's a slightly different... Yeah. Uh, unless she's talking about freedom in a week and screw around kind of... Yeah. I don't know what she means uh, Yeah, I think that is, is a kind of... Those are all, yeah, space, fun and freedom are all kind of vague notions that different people are going to have different ideas around, yeah. different definitions. And if if it's something that, you know, even people that are in open marriages, like, that's fine if it works for both of yeah. those people. Like, that's yeah. not pathetic if it works. Yeah. It's when you're not being honest with each other about you, what you both want. Yes. So then Richard says... I'm only going to say this once. I love you more than I've ever loved anybody. Ever. The thing with Janet Reno's neck was a cheap thrill. And I'm sorry. I never meant to disrespect you. A few weeks ago, we stood in this room and I tried to you know, gloss over my commitment phobia by saying just, let's get through Christmas, remember? Well, here I stand today, and I'd like to say this to you. Let's just get through Valentine's Day. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, and at that point, it's funny, but also because he's like really serious, and then that's like you expect him to say something like more substantial. More substantial. <laughs> um, and he just says like a continuation. Get through Valentine's Day. And yeah. I thought Whipper was gonna be like, "Screw you, fuck off." But instead, she laughs because she's like, "Richard, if I didn't know that you loved me, I'd kill you." And she kisses him. Yeah. And then she finds out as they kiss that he's wearing a cup. <laughs> and Richard says it's because you would have need me again and Rip and then Whipper finds this absolutely hysterically Hysterical. funny. She's, she's like, like you're wearing a protective cup, Richard. Yeah. Like she's cracking up. She can barely breathe. She's yeah. finding it so funny and Richard's like it's really not that funny. Yeah. I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> and I just think so can we just discuss uh Richard and Whipper's relation? relation <laughs> uh, because uh, what I don't understand is why is the Janet Reno thing not like Cheney one and two if she's so unhappy why is she still with him she doesn't need to be yeah this is stupid uh well I have more feelings on this uh which we will come to but I guess the Janet I guess so the thing with Cheney and Janet Reno she explained the reason she kissed Cheney was because she was feeling flat, like overly flattered by the fact that this young man had come over to her and called her beautiful. So and, she didn't pursue. Yeah. He pursued her. He pursued her. And yes, it was silly, but she knew that it was, it fed her ego. 
it used to happen to it all the time and yeah. now it doesn't yeah. and it's going to become less and less likely that it continues to happen yeah so she was just like life is short i might as well this is nice and she didn't go looking for that she didn't go she looking didn't for it initiate so she admitted it was due to kind of insecurity and you know an ego boost yeah whereas with richard it's just he's getting a cheap thrill off of a famous lawyer effectively famous neck. yeah exactly yeah. and that's cheap thrill for him yeah and he thinks nothing of of it yeah and i think and he does it in full view of like everyone at the bar whereas yeah. whipper was quite and he like away. pursued that he like stuck he yeah he, he went straight to for, for it, it rather than it being like something he received it was like the second thing he said to her was like oh what's that on your neck yeah. like i think as to whether you buy that therefore it's completely different is uh i think that's debatable i mean what it says to me is that neither of them are in a healthy relationship no because she's feeling so insecure that she's taking kisses from anyone just because it's a kiss not because it's from anyone that she's wants to kiss yeah, yeah um and richard is just running around disrespecting whipper yeah by pursuing cheap thrills all over the yeah, place yeah in full view of colleagues yeah. of him and, and colleagues her. of her yeah um and i just to me, I'm just like, why are they still together? This just and I thought that last time yeah. they had an argument. Completely, I was like they're not happy and they're not solving this in a healthy way. No, at all. No, um, no, I agree. So yeah, they just sort of laugh it off half the time. Like they yeah. wear each other down and then they just laugh or have sex and then they just continue the way. Yeah, they are. and then they're just like, oh, we're back here again. Like yeah. whenever that. But the back here again always seems to end up being a discussion of. So are we going to get married or not? Yeah. And it's like, do you really think you're ready for this step? And I'm like, why is that? Why is that? Oh, if we get married, then all this will stop and it'll be fine. Yes. And it's like, no, because these problems are still going to be problems whether you're married or not. And stop pushing Whipper, stop pushing marriage on Whipper as if that's something that someone who's that awesome would actually want in real life. Yeah, yeah. I just don't buy it. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, so the next scene is the wedding, and it's being held at the prison, and the vicar, or the minister, or whatever, is doing the vowels. Um, Ali and Georgia in horrible hot pink dresses. I mean, Ali's <laughs> been worn two, wed- uh, two wedding dresses, two bridesmaid dresses this episode, yes. and they were both god-awful. Like, what was with 90s weddings and the terrible bridesmaid dresses? Idiots, yeah. I mean, I know terrible bridesmaid dresses is a trope, yeah. but... I don't feel like, of all the weddings that I've been to in my adult life, certainly, I've never seen bad... No. I think I definitely think Like, when did it stop? <laughs> I definitely think it's gotten better. I, I do think, because uh, there's a wedding that we were bridesmaids. Yes. And I don't think the dresses were great. Then. No, they weren't. <laughs> certainly because yours did not actually fit you. You no, were way too sure. tall. Yeah. <laughs> A little ridiculous, but I just think there's. I think there's. I think it helps that there's more choice in bridesmaids dresses yes. these days. Like there are lots of great high street brands that. I do think. Stuff. I think there's been. But, yeah, I think for ages it was a trope where it was just like, well, the bridesmaids dress is famously terrible, a bad dress. Yeah, and then at some point someone's gone, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should 
not make them so bad. Yeah, exactly. And I think we all breathe a sigh of relief. Yes. Anyway, so they're wearing a terrible dress. And they the minister is marrying them, Janie uh, and Michael. Yeah, he says, uh, by the powers resting in me, I now pronounce you Michael and Janie, husband and wife, you may kiss and make it a good one. And I'm just like, oh, Whoa. that's really sad. He goes, you yeah. may kiss and I suggest you make it a good I one. I know, I put a sad face. I know, so did I. <laughs> um, and they, uh, you know, they, he introduces them to the crowd, Mr. and Mrs. Michael. Michael Young, and there's applause, and then Billy's there. Oh. Why is Billy there? I guess it's George's day. Well, 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 I, mean, ten I know, this was my point. And like, right. Billy's there. And Billy's there, John's there. Yeah. I don't I don't think Richard's there. No. But, but Elaine like, is there. Is she? Yeah, Elaine's there. She is, she's definitely there, because I remember there's a shot of okay. Janie and Michael kissing, and Elaine's watching them. Right. Like, so, but that's, that's like three... To jo- turns to I don't know someone John, anyone yeah. says another man says I do and goes to prison her huh? yeah like, nobody laughs and John goes indeed and Georgia comes over because she's overheard it and Billy's like kidding and she's like ha ha and it's just like you're not funny uh, oldest um, joke of the book yeah and then Ali turns to the warden and says you know we're going to be in court to demand the conjugal visits and the warden's like I never had a doubt and then Michael turns and says thank you from me too to the to the warden and the warden's like just be a good husband and don't stray <laughs> um, and Ali and George say congratulations to Michael and then he says can I tell you a secret and Ali says sure and he says from now on I only think of Janie, but before, back there, and Ali's like, I don't want to hear it. And Michael's like, no, I didn't imagine myself with you. I imagined you two together with each other. When I was a teenager, I used to kind of fiddle with my sister's dolls, Barbie and Midge. And then he just leaves. He just kind of chuckles and walks off. And like, Georgia and Ali are just like, And also... Isn't that a little bit disturbed? I mean, it's not maybe not disturbing because I guess a lot of kids just play around and don't think anything of it. Yes. But yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, like <laughs> Ali goes, I guess I should be happy that I'm not Skipper. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, I have got a note here actually because I see the Billy and Georgia hug and then I put Elaine is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's like five. I, I'm just like, what about this couple's friends and family? Yeah. There are only 10 places. <laughs> well, Vonda, whilst all this, so it kind of dissolves in into a montage of the end of the wedding. So Vonda starts um, playing When You're Smiling by Dean Martin, because yes. that links in with the smile therapy yes. of the theme of the of the, sh- uh, the episode. And um, uh, as you say, Elaine was there staring at them. Janie's mouthing I love you as Michael gets taken away, which By is God. really sad. Yeah. She's not going to really get to be with him, unless they manage to get the conjugal visits, yeah. which will be all right, but... Yeah, um, and then Ali gives John a flower, which is quite cute. Um, and then we go into another scene. Yes. Um, Vonda's still singing in the soundtrack, but Ali comes out onto of her a building. Stoop, yeah. yeah, and it's all snowy because obviously yeah. it's February. And she turns. To, she's wearing her pajamas, yes. chic pajamas, and she says, 
had to call them all down here. And Renee's like, it had to be in public. Yeah, and everyone's um, kind of there. And Billy, Georgia, Whipper, Richard, John and Elaine and Renee, obviously, are all there. And she, uh, Ali kind of goes down into the street, into the snow and kind of dances goofily. Yeah. And everyone is laughing like, oh, <laughs> what a lark. And Vonda uh, ends with saying, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. Yeah, there you go. Do, 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 do. <laughs> And that was the end of that. Yeah, well, there you go. They all lived happily ever after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for me, for my objection, as I say, like, the whole episode's, like, subtext kind yeah. of swank, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree. I think it's, Not it's my just... Faith. No, it's just the whole overriding theme is, like, like you say, like, women want to get married because they want to trap a man. And, and if they don't, they're all, like, depressed and, and upset sad. and insecure. Yeah, and men never want to get married. They're just kind of... They only get want to get married if they it. can't go anywhere yeah. else anyway. I know, it's just really weird. Like, yeah. I really... It reminds me of those, you know, those cake toppers, wedding cake toppers? Oh, yeah. Of, like, sometimes you see them where instead of the bride and groom stood next to each other, it's the bride dragging the groom along. Oh, I along. hate those. I hate that so much. It's like... Nobody's forcing you to get married. No. So why is there this trope yeah. of women forcing men to get married? Like it's well, society's really conditioned fucking weird. Women to think that that's what they should aim for, and um, men to think that women are always trying to trap them into, into marriage. marriage. When it's actually, like, neither of these things are true. True. No, I just it's really fucking strange. Like, yeah. It's, ugh, don't like it. Okay. Retrial. So the case of the week was Janie versus the prison, I guess, to try and get them to let them be married. Mm. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your, what's your thought? <sighs> so I think it's a bit of a difficult one. Like, I feel like most prisoners should be allowed to get married if they're... I think the majority of prisoners, that's not a problem. But I do think that the, there are extreme cases, like where, you know, someone is sociopathic or something, and they're extremely manipulative and abusive to their partners, and historically have been. Mm. I'm just a little bit like, mm, I'm not sure. <sighs> but then you can't... It's that thing of like you have to believe in the kind of reformation. Yeah. You know, prison is supposed to serve a purpose of reformation, ultimately, really. Yeah, but if someone... So my point is, if someone's done something that deserves a life sentence, so this guy blew up two buildings... Yes. What reformation is possible? Because the idea is they're just in prison for life. They're yeah. not going to ever be released and be reformed back into but the world. But it's to do with, does that mean, is it cruel and unusual punishment to make it, make them, to withhold something like marriage As from right. them? Yeah. 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 Is, is that beyond, like, we're already taking his freedom yeah. for what he's done? Yeah. But does that mean we cut off all aspects of, a, of human life? Yeah. And... I'm saying, yeah, like, yes, it does. No. It, like, <laughs> uh, like, human life because 
of what they do, they've done, yeah. or it actually is the punishment their freedom is is taken away. Yeah, it's a tough like, one. How far does this punishment go? Because, like you say, there are certain crimes where I'm like, no, they shouldn't be allowed any. They they forsake the they forsook the rights to normal human life yes. when they did. But then when you say that, it's like, well, where's the line? It is. It completely is. Because it's funny. Like, I listened to a podcast called, um, a true crime podcast called All Killer No Filler. (laughs) And uh, one of the hosts on there, she's really against a prisoner having any kind of outside relationship. Like, right. She's like, whenever she hears someone writing to someone in prison, she's like, that should be allowed. <laughs> like, she just really... And, and like, and the thing is, uh, for the most part, I disagree with her, but then there was this... I can't remember which pair of serial killers it was. It was a couple who had murdered people together. Mm. And after they were caught and put in prison, obviously he went into a male prison, she went into a female prison. Yeah. But they would still write to each other. Yeah. And and she made the point of, like, if, if it was my family member who'd been murdered by this, like, abominable couple... Yeah. And they're still allowed to contact each other and write to each other and, you know, you they could be, like, reliving old times with each other yeah. through their letters. Yeah. I'd find that really fucking horrible. Yeah. And I wouldn't want that happening. No. That shouldn't be allowed. No. And I kind of understood what she meant yeah. by that. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I kind of get... But it is so... It's that point it is. of, like, it's, at it what depends. point have they... Uh, where's the line for saying you are no longer allowed certain human rights? Yeah, because I and think... And also the there's the is... argument, as you say, in terms of reformation or rehabilitation or whatever. I know if you've got a life sentence, you're, the, the end game is not going to be leaving. No. But... There is a reformation of character. Yes, and I think having outside contact from a, a good influence... Yes. source or multiple good influences around you yes. can help you do that do that it's the, the Whereas worry if you're becomes, isolated yeah, you're you just don't no worry chance. to yourself yeah however the worry is if it goes the wrong way so yes. that person doesn't become a good influence on you you become a bad influence, influence on, on them, them. Exactly. and they're in the outside world yeah and, and you don't often, know i mean the thing is is like i say i think the large majority of the prison population this isn't an issue. No, it's just these it's niche these, cases where yeah, they're like these maximum exceptional, security. Yeah. yeah, cases. And I do often wonder, and maybe this is unfair, but I do often wonder what would bring someone to want to contact, write to, and marry Ultimately eventually marry. someone who is in prison because that's an unusual <sighs> choice to make and I I worry about the vulnerability of their Mm. mental state yeah I think that that is a fair uh, concern like I think it's interesting because I don't know anyone who does it no but it definitely is a thing it definitely is a thing of like women writing to men in prison and falling, falling, they say falling in love with them mm-hmm. through these letters that they've written and sometimes they, you know, I mean, I regularly don't doubt visit you them. You can fall in love via written word because yes. people have internet relationships all the time and it's yes. a similar thing. And like back in old, 
olden days, you know, like when all you had was letters, you didn't yeah, have absolutely. anything else. Yeah, absolutely, and that was how like, people conducted their relationships yes. often, if they were, like, at war or whatever. Exactly, like, so it definitely, it's legitimate, but I, I don't think, I don't, I get the impression that it doesn't happen vice versa what, men as writing often. to women in prison? Yeah, men writing to women in prison. That's interesting. Like, I think it definitely, and I have heard of it being a kind of like a, a kink like a turn-on yeah for some women about men who are extremely violent there, there is something uh, you know like being the ultimate to the bad yeah, yeah like the ultimate monstrous person gosh they find that uh, a sexy trait. But I feel like people who are in that situation, or that's why they, that, that's, they're hugely vulnerable to yes, this sort of bad exactly. influence. Exactly, and manipulation, and goodness And having what. someone that vulnerable start a relationship with someone who is in prison, that's not going to be good for, that's not going to help with reformation. No, no, you know, not at all. So I, I think on the whole, for the large majority of the population in prison, mm. I think there's not an issue. I don't think there's an issue. But, yeah, it depends what they've done and who they well, are. Well, if we think about this case in particular, I know it's fictitious, but this guy blew up two buildings. Oh, yeah, with a plane. With a plane. So, what would you say How here? How did he survive? He must I not don't have know. been in the plane. I don't know what happened, but... What, no, we given, don't know given, the logistics <laughs> given that's his terrorist attack, yeah. Given that's what he did as the crime, because you were saying it would depend on the crime, what would you think is he allowed to marry? Well, we never hear the details of his crime. Yeah. We never hear whether he actually killed a loads of people in those, no. or whether they were derelict buildings. Yeah. Like, we don't know the scale no. of his crime at all. I mean, looking at Janie, she doesn't strike me as... But again, we don't know a lot about her backstory, but no. she doesn't strike me as the sort of person who is, is this kind of vulnerable person that I've sort of yeah. suspected in my head. Like, she seems to, like... Relatively, relatively, you yeah. know, grounded. Grounded. I don't know. <clears throat> to me, I feel like it's not doing harm I in feel, their specific situation. Yeah, with in these their, fictitious yeah. characters. In this specific situation, they say he's a model prisoner. Yeah, there doesn't appear to be uh, any kind of. There's no mention has been made of him being a particularly manipulative person. Who... I mean, he flew through that trash can when they said that he couldn't get married. That's just... Yeah. I mean... But then that's, to Janie's point, like, actually, if being married means that he's not upset throwing, throwing trash stuff around, cans, surely yeah. that's better. Yeah. I don't know. I know what she means. I think, I think in this particular case, I don't see any reason why they can't. My worry is that it's just it's just such a grey line and it would have to be on a case-by-case -case basis, yeah, which would. is always tricky. Yeah. But it is what it yeah. is. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Who are you going for? Well, my verdict of the week, I give to Whipper and Richard. Ooh. Um, it's a guilty. They're just flogging this dead horse of a relationship, as we said. <laughs> yeah, like, relish the horse, the dead horse. Like, the, it just let it go already. Let it like, go. for God's sake. Like, and, and like we say, like, this whipper keeps being won back with this 
lame line of like, let's just make it through Christmas. Let's just make it through Valentine's Day. And it's like, and why? To, to what? Like, why? What's the point? And then you'll decide whether you want to get married or not. Like, yeah. it always comes back to this stupid denouement every time. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Yeah, this isn't like, working. Like, either you want to be together or you don't. Yeah. Like, this is clearly not working for either of you. Why? I, I just don't... Yeah, just more interested in not being single than being in a good relationship. Mm. Like, and it's just like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand how Richard's lines of like, let's just get through this event. It's like, why? What's the point? What for? Yeah. What for? Yeah, what? What's waiting on the other Yeah, side? exactly. What, Valentine's Day? Woo! Like, you know what I mean? It's just really odd and I just wish they would both let it go. Yeah. Just cut the ties, cut the cord, let it go. Um, <laughs> well, I've given Whipper a verdict, but Ooh. I've actually given her a not guilty verdict Ooh. for kneeing Richard in the ball. <laughs> because I have to say, he deserved it after that shocking speech about yes. all of her physical uh, attributes. attributes yeah. When it was like, no, that's not how you win her back. No, yeah, that was... Even if she does have the ripest rump on the eastern seaboard. <laughs> she knows that already. She yeah. doesn't need you, Richard, to, to point it out. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. <laughs> that's the end of that chapter. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It was a bit of a shocker of an episode, I have to say. We've had, like... We had, like, four really good ones, like, back-to-back, didn't we? We had, like, Boy to the World and the Christmas ones. And now it feels like we've got a few, like, Mm. I don't know, less good ones at the moment. Yeah. I'm sure it will perk up. I'm sure it will. And it also gives us a lot to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What did you think of this episode, Body Language? Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please tweet at us at Bygones Podcast or search for us on Facebook at... Uh, Bygones Podcast or on Instagram, Instagram at Bygones Pod mm-hmm. or you can email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com yes um, so yeah so until next time oh no wait I know <laughs> no because I just realised you know what I did like about this episode oh okay there was no like fucking Billy Alley nonsense yes this is true. That's what I did like about it. Sweet relief. Relief. Because <laughs> last, last episode I was not enjoying that. I was so annoyed last episode Same. by Billy. Yeah. Yes. Although yeah. this episode was uh, pants for other reasons. At least it didn't bring <laughs> Ali and Billy closer together. Um, so yeah. So until next time. <laughs> Bygones. Oh